What the web wants are variable fonts, variable fonts, variable fonts. Multiple weights and accesses are great. Did you know today in most browsers they work great? What the web wants are variable fonts, so today we're talking about that. Welcome to Tools Day, a podcast all about tech tools and tricks every other Tuesday at 2. I'm your co-host, Yuna. And I'm Chris. Today we're talking about variable, variable fonts. fonts. Yay! Oh, <laughs> we were, time. we were, Almost. oh my God. That was it's okay. Pretty good. We, I thought that was good. Um, before we dive too far into that, I want to thank our sponsor today, who is Linode. Deploy a server in the Linode cloud in minutes. Linode offers cloud computing plans for every workload, from simple web hosting to CPU intensive needs like video encoding and machine learning. Featuring native SSD storage, a 40 gigabit network, and the industry's fastest processors, you can now pick from data, 10 data centers worldwide, pay for what you use with hourly billing, and add on services as you need them. Linode's manager, API, and CLI makes it easy to provision, secure, monitor, and back up your cloud. Linode provides a balance of power and price for every customer. And you can also get a $20 credit when you visit linode.com slash toolsday. That's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash tools day and use the promo code tools day 2019 if you don't know how tools day is spelled it's t-o-o-l-s-d-a-y added 2019 to that and there's your promo code <laughs> Whew. okay outstanding so we're gonna make it work today because i i'm sick so i'm gonna be like coughing a lot <laughs> and i am not sick fine you're fine i'm fine i'm 100 it's fine. okay we make this show happen um <laughs> Today we're talking about variable fonts. Um, variable fonts are super cool, and I feel like people don't realize how well supported they are, and also how they can use them today in today's browsers. Like they're really not that far out. I feel like variable fonts are very much akin to Grid a few years ago, where people were like, "Oh, that's cool, but I can't use it yet because it's not fully supported." Um, but variable fonts are supported in all evergreen browsers. Really? So, yes. I did not know that. How about that? How about them apples? <laughs> How about them apples? Listen, the uh, okay, carry on. The the Google site says uh, they're not supported on Edge and Firefox, so they are now. Font variation settings has been supported since Edge 17 and Firefox 62, according to CanIUse.com. Excellent. So um, that's basically 85% of global usage for browsers. And if you do have to use them, uh, if you do have to support browsers like IE11 that don't support variable fonts, you could always have a fallback. That's what I love about CSS. Things fall back. You can have <laughs> things cascade nicely. Um, but the main thing with variable fonts is all of the dimensionality that you get from the typography that you're using. So previously with typography on the web, you would have to download every single font individually, whether that be a bold weight, a thin weight, an italic weight, all of these things you'd have to install as individual font files. So in the past couple of years, websites have actually gotten a lot more simpler, even though web fonts have gotten more complex in style and design and optionality because we don't want our web pages to have a heavy load, right? Mm. So we don't want to have a lot of different typefaces on our web pages. People are now sticking to like three to four type styles, which includes like your bold weight, your italic weight, which is pretty limiting. Um, you get your like heading fonts and then you get your bold and italic within your body text. And that's sort of like a common best practice that we've mm. seen um, on web pages today. 
But now yep. with the variable fonts, what they aim to do is to actually improve the performance of typefaces. Um, well, I'll say this. They aim to improve the performance of web pages that want to have these complex designs with multiple typefaces. Mm, okay. So if you wanted to have every variation of a typeface, you can install a variable fonts, um, the font format being WAF or WAF2. That's sort of like the innovation here with variable fonts is that new font format that mm. contains all of the um, values within the typeface, like an SVG. So it can scale on a variety of axes. Axes. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know what the right way uh, to say A variety of dimensions. Dimensions, yeah. But they're, <laughs> they're called various font axes um, as like the term here. Mm. Um, and you can access those with font variation settings. So what I mean by that is now you could use every font weight from like 100 to 900 and anything in between when you're using a variable font with one font file. So you could have like a font weight of 115, 235, anything in between. So you could really finesse your typeface as well. Now, now uh, quick question for me is that, so the one, it, how heavy is the variable font file? Is it much heavier or is it the same so that depends okay. it's going to be heavier than a standard typeface standalone right. yeah but it might not be heavier than your entire font load mm, so okay. it's definitely a give and take if you're using like system fonts then obviously it's going to be heavier to have a variable font but if you're using like six typefaces that's yeah. even the same typeface like roboto yeah. but that's italic that's bold italic whatever yeah. all of those might be heavier than your variable fonts. And you also get the added bonus of that dimensionality of all of the variation between, which makes it nice to animate typefaces because they're mm. interoperable variables, um, very much like SVG. And so with this, there's a few basic axes, axes that are in the open type spec. Okay. And those are weight, width, optical size, slant, and italic. And so I want to like note that slant and italic are similar but different. Slant okay. is like the physical um, leaning, the leaning. Lean. Yes, okay. but italic often has like a bit more flourish, and it's a little bit. It doesn't have to necessarily be leaning. Um, so I'm curious for me. So from my understanding of italics was that it, it's actually a different style of type, right? Mm -hmm. And so that all oh, that's why it strips as a different font. Mm -hmm. um, do you have the same variance in italics versus regular in variable fonts? Well, in the OpenType spec, they yeah. identify italic as one of the axes. So okay. it lets you transform your typeface from mm. regular to italic incrementally. Now, that's not saying that all typefaces that are variable fonts yeah. have italic built into the typeface. Got it. Okay. So sometimes you might still need, if you want italics, you might still need a... Potentially. Okay. Um, it just depends on the typeface itself. And a lot of Got typefaces, it. like handwriting typefaces, things like that, are going to be italic naturally. And yeah. so these are optional axes. Got um, it. And so from these axes, you could also have additional axes, and that could be anything. So you could have really cool terminals on a typeface. That's like the endpoints. Mm. You could have, um, like, I don't know, you could have rainbow type axes where you have like typeface like extend into a rainbow. It's really. Um, pretty open there but these are sort of the named axes and then you can use these in your css uh, through this property called font variation settings so that's in the css 
font module level four. Um, and that allows us to control these axes specifically in a comma separated list. So you can adjust multiple axes at a time. You can animate multiple axes. If you are using an axis like weight, that's a standard axis, you can still use the font property uh, font weight. So you don't have to necessarily use font variation settings. And there's a little bit more support for something like font weight. Okay. So you can still use like font weight 132. Um, okay. instead of using font variation settings. But if you wanted to use font variation settings with weight, it would be like WGHT. They're all shorthand. These axes yeah. are all shorthand when you're actually using them. Got so it. you could use that, give it that value, maybe comma separate it, maybe add a slant in there, um, and then really customize your typeface. And you can also animate between these yeah. um, items. So in terms of like these higher level CSS properties like font weight, yeah. That controls the weight axis. There's Got also it. the font style. Yeah. So this is the slant and italic axes. I'm still not like super um, like clear on what this actually looks like in terms of variable fonts in their differentiations. Okay. Um, ones that have both. I don't know if there are ones that have both right now, but there are different terms in typography. Got so it. that's why I bring that up. Um, there's also a font font optical sizing which is super super cool it basically cool. allows the font to reconfigure itself it's like a mm. smart typeface so in smaller um maybe browser widths or smaller view ports the typeface might track itself out a little bit more maybe be a little bit Real more quick, bold what is what does track mean tracking is the spacing between characters okay. within a piece of text so letter spacing for for us yes okay got it okay. letter spacing that's the word <laughs> uh, so no i know I, I remember so one of our designers in carbon uh was a huge type type person uh typography what's the phrase type, type nerd i don't know uh and We're she gave here. yeah she gave us a a big breakdown of typography on the web and how there's typographical term, terms like tracking and then letter spacing and i have such a, such a hard time keeping track of how complex font sets are in actuality. I gotta say, I used to be, when I was in design school, I knew a lot more about typography than I know now because I'm just not practicing as much. Yeah. But yeah, there's like X height, there's M units, N units, all of those exist on the web. You can even use X as a character unit value in CSS, but yeah. I rarely use that. There's like ascenders and descenders and yeah. like the like the g closure had a specific name that i can't remember yeah, like a bowl it's crazy <laughs> but typography is super fun yeah uh question for you real quick so for a while i've used this this phrase or this css property font variant font variant numeric um or a bunch of different font variants right which uh -huh. the, some fonts have different settings uh, and those have been supported for a while is that variable font somewhere or is that just a another font thing that snuck in and I just started using without realizing what I was doing so from my understanding font variate font variant settings yes. were actually before variable fonts yeah. um, with open type so with right. that font format um, what variable fonts allow us to do is to extend that further got it okay. so what font variant settings are for people who are listening you might not know is um, imagine like a numeral and you want it to appear like the three quarters in one uh sp in one space so it's not like three then a then a space then a slash then the four also like um if you had a number like third the rd would be up on top like right. a superscript 
So it allows for mathematical functions mostly. That's why it's a font numeric settings to be automatically applied like correctly in the correct spacing. And there's actually a whole conversation around how to do this properly within the CSS working group that I just was like super, um, <laughs> it was super cool to listen to, but like I could not um, participate in it because I just don't remember the correct, yeah. like, like a, uh, algebraic math. format. Yeah, math. Math is. I haven't done math. Oh, okay, I'm so bad at math. Yeah, but people use the web for you know math, so yeah. that's what this is really for. Okay, got it. Um, but it also does cool things like uh, numerals, like having them be a little bit descending and ascending, if that's available in the typeface. Yeah, I used a typeface for. We had one for tables uh, because one of the font variants had proportional number. Or proportional. Proportional numbers. Uh, so if you're doing currencies and uh, tables, it's nice to have the same yeah. width for everything. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's also ligatures yeah. in typography. This has been around yes. for a long time too, since yeah. CSS4. And so with that, you would have um, I don't know what the property is called. It's like font variant ligatures on. Yes. Font, var font it's variant. It's not on, but it's, it's some, uh, something like, like that. There's a bunch of different freight uh, options and font variant lig ligatures. There's like six or seven different settings you can yeah. do. Yeah. And that's super cool because you can have some fancy looking type on your yeah. screen where um, ligatures are basically when you have two letters next to each other that connect in a specific way, um, like an A and an E, then it'll merge those two character forms into this ligature. Mm. Um, so it's really beautiful most of the time. Like with S's and T's, I think those look really nice. They, they often yeah. will like combine the T into the S. Um, so those are super cool. And... Not variable fonts. <laughs> Not variable fonts. Sorry. But, I, but these are font settings. So yeah. it kind of does speak to the evolution of typography formats on the web yeah. over this timeline um, because now we can access those really beautiful variations and things and add axes to them. Yeah. So that is through font variation settings. Okay. And um, – the, the last like high level property that I want to talk about. So there's font yeah. weight, font stretch, which is the width of the axis, the width axis, the font style, then font optical sizing, which is super, super cool. Yeah. Um, then on top of that, there's this font variation settings, which is this like catch all for anything else. Okay. So the font variation settings could be, um, li like I said earlier, anything that you name it. And there's a lot of really cool examples of these on two websites that I'll recommend. There's Axis Praxis, A-X-I-S-P-R-A-X-I-S. Okay. -I -I and so these will have interesting like font features and vari various variations. Um, I'm just like kind of clicking around to see if I could find any. This one's just wait. You could like change the width on these and change Very the different cool. axes. Oh, IBM Plex is here. Hey. Yeah. IBM Plex is one of the first variable fonts that I've seen. Um, okay, so there's this one called Zycon on Axis okay. Praxis, Zycon and those font uh, variations Ooh. are called Toggle 1, Toggle 2, Toggle 3, Toggle 4, and Motion 1 and 2. So it just kind of like, oh. yeah. So you can you see here there's like a light to dark moon, there's a star that's turning, there's a clock where the um, minute hand is rotating. There's I've seen a variable font with like a horse running. So you can use variable fonts for a lot of cool things. I will like caution, like with this clock, 
that has the minute hand, like you need to have some semantic meaning to that too. It can't just be a random character on a page for yeah. accessibility purposes. <laughs> but there's what? a ton of cool things <laughs> that you could do. Um, v-fonts.com is another great resource. So in v-fonts.com, there's a variety of variable fonts that you could also play with. This one called Luke VF has two axes. One is fill and one is line. And it's a black letter typeface. So you could have that line get thick Ooh. or thin and then it fills in. Or you could have an inside um, sort of inlet that's clear, transparent inside of that typeface. Um, there's a lot of really cool ones. That is, do you have a favorite variable font? Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. There's one that I can't remember the name of, uh -oh. but it was created to help people who are dyslexic to read Aww. type on a website. Um, I'm so mad that I can't remember the name. But it's really cool because you can adjust the variations yourself and you can adjust the ascenders and the descenders in the typeface to make it work for whatever best like reading style you have. Um, and it's like it's really cool because you could do studies with people by creating variable adjustments to typography and there's a lot of use cases for variable fonts not just like decoration on a page so that's probably my favorite one i'll find it and i'll link it inside of the show notes because there's a lot of cool demos out there and a lot of cool demos on codepen i actually discovered this one on codepen uh honestly like, looking through v fonts and going through and seeing the different kinds of settings people can have is pretty crazy right mm -hmm. uh, the fact that this is all just available like i'm just going through this and seeing like oh you know some have one is a stencil font right and you can change the amount of gap or just remove the gap completely which is pretty cool like if you want yeah. to just have like a a single like a drop case letter with with a higher stencil and then swap back it's kind of nifty yeah. what you can do all right there's there's one called whoa and That's very... it like rotates. It's basically you ever been an illustrator and you have two different um, items and then you connect them through steps. Yeah. That's exactly what this does. It's pretty cool to see. And with the sliders, it lets you like see that adjustment animate and let mm. you sort of really decide what the correct spacing is. It's very cool. I'm 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 very curious to see where type on the web goes because, as you said, you know, right for a while we've been going very minim very minimalistic, right? Mm -hmm. Only system fonts. Um, yeah, that's then, been very yeah. trendy. Monospace typography has been super trendy, and now we're seeing wide set typography be really trendy, like Dropbox's yeah. new design. I've seen a lot of other designs since then that are really wide. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's cool because I feel like. Typography on the web has trends just like fashion does. <laughs> uh, now, question for you. Does Google Fonts serve any variable fonts? So funny you ask. <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny you ask. Um, I believe it was last week at A-Type L. Oh, they really? They announced a beta API Okay. where um, they're starting to serve in this beta API multiple axes with a specific font. So there is a CodePen demo that came with that announcement. I'll link it in the show notes. Okay. But now if you want to use the variable fonts that are available in the Spade API, you can just include it in a link in your HTML, and then you can use the various features of that typeface. Okay. So Crimson Pro is one example. There's a couple of typefaces that are included in there. But it's like experimental. <laughs> Crimson Pro. Never heard of this font before, but looks not love looks lovely. All right. Yeah. I asked because I'm in the middle of 
building my app. I'm like, I need to do a, ta- a font face. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. So that's <laughs> like the future is super bright in terms of variable typography. And there's just more and more fonts that are kind of being created that are being explored. Um, I think it's still really early in this genre of web experimentation, but Mandy Michael and Jason Pimentel have done a lot of really cool work and have a lot of demos of variable fonts out there. So I'll, I would recommend checking out their work. I'll also link to them in the show notes so you could, um, explore a little bit. Um, there's so much more out there about variable fonts. Like we barely talked about some of the smart things they can do themselves when it comes to like optical sizing and, um, just changing dynamically on the web page. So yeah, I feel like there's a lot out there to discuss and to explore and variable fonts are super cool. And also you can probably use them on the web today. Um, have no fear. Wait, one more question before we go. Uh, I remember seeing something called Spectral a while back, like the parametric Google font. Is that also a variable? Is it? Do you know the difference between a variable font and a parametric font? Are they the same thing? Huh. I am not familiar with Spectral, but it is. It it's a Google font. It is a Google. It was a couple years ago, I think. I'm trying to remember. Not to put you on the spot in the middle yeah, of recording. Like, what what uh, is this? <laughs> it looks nice. <laughs> um, I'm going to look up this. It's a live Googling. API right now. <laughs> see what's on it. Um, okay, hold on. Oh, man. Okay, so typefaces that are included... In the beta API right now are Comforta, Crimson Pro, Dosis, Firacode, Hepta Slab, Creon, Literata, Marcazi Text, and Oswald. Okay. And Quicksand. Okay. Oh, I love that typeface. Okay. Um, I don't see Spectral, but it is a beautiful typeface. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have to Google around later, figure yeah. out what happened I'll to this thing. I'll have to ask around. Yeah. The first parametric typeface. Wow. What does that mean? <laughs> Because it, it also has like this thickness I know, diameter, it has, this it axis. Ha- it has all these things that look like variable fonts, but. Wow, totally like aperture. This is Wait. super cool. I've never seen this. It's okay. We got to link this. The width, <laughs> the serif rotation is an axis. What happened to spectral? <laughs> this looks like a variable font or at least like the predecessor to variable fonts. That's- it's like 30 parameters to tweak. Yeah. I don't know. Follow us on Twitter. Let's see. <laughs> Last tweet was November 13th, 2018. Oh, no. September 10th. Oh, no. This is prototypo. Oh, Proto- yeah, okay. Prototypo. Prototypo. This is the, uh, the, the uh, design agency, I guess. <sighs> I feel oh. like Spectral must be a variable font. It's just not on Google Fonts as a variable font in the beta API that I'm finding. All right. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It looks cool. Okay. Anyway, we're going <laughs> to... We're going to wrap up our show. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you learned something or you were inspired to check out variable fonts. Remember that you can get a $20 infrastructure credit when you visit linode.com slash toolsday and use the promo code toolsday2019. That's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash toolsday and toolsday2019. I also want to thank 
Webflow for sponsoring us. They do some super cool stuff too. Super cool typography on their websites. Um, check them out if you want a no-code uh, website building tool for you. Um, and yeah, that's all we have for this week. Any last closing thoughts, Chris? Uh, nope, not from me. Oh, wait, yes. One last thought is um, if we wanted to go grab a font right now to try out, where should we go? I think the easiest way to do this is probably the Google Fonts beta API, Got it. Okay. which we'll link below. But that's not to say that there aren't other available fonts. Like you can go to vFonts and you can uh, link into these variable fonts and then use them. Um, so there are tons of fonts out there on the web. Um, Explore and CodePen, if you want to check out the beta API or try building your own variable font, <laughs> power to you. I have no idea how to do that. That'd be super cool though. Um, yeah, but awesome. The tools are out there. The truth is out. There. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> Bye. We'll see you next week. Cut the feed. <laughs>